0: The Plant Daddy's Podcast.
1: Um, I love Katy Perry so much. I've watched that documentary about eight times and every time I cry. It-
2: um, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. How are you?
1: Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. Are you enjoying this like weird whatever the fuck is going on period?
1: I am. I kind of love living life in a weird what the fuck is going on period. That's kind of what gets me going. So I do like to feel constantly uncertain about the future. It makes me mm. feel really
2: good. Yeah. Are you in the Isle of Wight at the moment?
1: Yeah. So I'm on the Isle of Wight which is fine. I mean, in terms of feeling weird and not knowing what's going on, it's quite a good place to be. Mm. It's um it's nice and slow, you know.
2: Is it as people- terrifying as Lon- as London when it comes to leaving I- the house?
1: I don't think so. I think the Isle of White is a is a safe place.
2: All right. Well, I'm coming to visit you then.
1: Yeah, see you on Christmas.
2: <laughs> Sick. How how of the last like I guess six months initially, but just in general, the last like two years, how has it been for you?
1: It's been good. I mean, I think you're like an up and coming artist until you're like 45. So I'm enjoying my up and comingness. I think You know, the last six months has been really exciting because I've done loads of festivals, loads of touring um, and then kind of like, you know, just signed so I can make an album or two or three. So I think this is definitely the most exciting point because I'm kind of like on the precipice of doing actually what I've always wanted to do. So it's kind of reassuring that the last few years have like led to this moment so that I can actually go and create an album. And that's what I've always wanted to do. So yeah, I think basically it paid off.
2: Nice. Cuz we met literally just before lockdown. Like it yeah. couldn't have been closer. And yeah. you had some really still cu- cool stuff going on up to that point and then now here we are, but you've you've kept going and like it seems to be like you've been on a really consistent release schedule. Um, was that always the plan or is that did you adapt to kind of being at home?
1: I think it was definitely always a plan. I've always loved having something going on something in the pipeline and I think by the time like one single was coming out I was already like three or four ahead of that anyway so I think I've always worked quite far ahead of myself so that kind of left me a lot of room to be constantly releasing and especially when you know coronavirus kind of hit last year it was like well this is the perfect time to keep releasing because that's all anyone can maintain from home
2: Mm.
1: um so yeah I think it was a really important factor to like constantly be releasing and I think when you're new and no one's heard of you like you just have to keep throwing enough shit and hope that <sighs> something will actually stick that's always been like my method
2: <laughs> I want it on record that you've called it shit and not me
1: yeah I didn't Lauren's say that so- yeah you didn't say that I said that <laughs>
2: um but the last six months especially there's been loads of highlights you know like loads of festivals and your headline tour and you know the support tour at the Vamps, are there any like standout highlights? Yeah,
1: I think the headline tour just gone was really good. I've done a lot of headline tours in my time and they've not been like that. They've been kind of like scarily quiet and awkward. And you know, you could hear someone ordering a Foster's at the back. So I think it's kind of
2: I didn't know, I didn't not- think you'd heard that. Sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> yeah so very much feels like a nice a nice point now whereas yeah headline tours used to fill me with fear they used to be like really anxiety inducing because if no one turns up that's on you and that's like a horrible thing to sleep with at night um so yeah the last one was really good because people came and it was yeah just fun
2: now that you're a more seasoned touring artist what what are your like diva demands what do you look for in on a rider or
1: um on like a classic lauren hibbard rider be a bottle of disserano that's kind of my jam Rogue. (laughs) oh you know it's a bit right it is a bit rogue um yeah me and my band enjoy a little dizzy for some reason it's kind of our thing
2: i'm not gonna Um, knock it
1: i mean i just like the bottle it looks cute it's nice and square fits in a rucksack really nicely Mm, when, you when you save in-
2: them up from every venue, they just slot nicely next to each other. Yeah,
1: I think that's what's good about it. Um, so, yeah, that's I don't really have anything, any crazy demands. I just like, you know, I like kind of decipher a good venue by it's like green room and like toilet situation. Like if the mirror has lights on it, that's a big yes from me. That's a, like a, a Hibbard turn on on tour. Um, being able to see yourself whilst getting ready is quite impressive. Um so yes, things like that really make my experience. If there's a kettle in the room, that's also really nice. Um yeah, if if the towels don't smell like dusty, that's also a good
2: little Now you're aiming too high. You can't expect too much. The towels are always gonna smell
1: they are always gonna smell weird.
2: But yeah, that's
1: like kind of when we get to a venue, if, if a couple of boxes are ticked like that, I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good.
2: What's like so you wake up tomorrow and you're like Beyoncé size what's the first thing that's going on the rider
1: oh my god imagine I think I'd have to have like a dog I'd want like a dog everywhere I went um
2: well you could bring Django at that point
1: yeah definitely my dog actually that could be I'll bring Django and then if there's like cool little things for him at each place that would be really nice um what would what else would I have on my rider what does Beyonce have on a rider
2: oh it's like I've read this once i'm that I'm that guy. Um, it's like very specific like room layouts and like certain colors of pipe and drape um, and like plants, but like specific plants.
1: I love that, so she's all about getting like the feng shui right.
2: Yeah, well, I guess it's like feeling like home maybe or feeling consistent at least.
1: That's really sweet. I enjoy that from beyonce. Um, yeah, maybe I'd have to look into some color palettes and stuff and. See what, you know, makes me feel calm and zen pre-show.
2: I think plants is a good one.
1: Yeah, plants are always good. Um, Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think of, like, really out-there foods that I could demand. But I don't really like out-there foods. I only like really boring food. So Mm. maybe that wouldn't.
2: Um, my, My housemates and I have started collecting magnetic bottle openers. From different places. So, if like anyone goes on holiday or goes anywhere, they've got to bring us back a magnetic bottle opener and plans to just like fill the fridge with this like atlas of bottle openers. So, that would be mine.
1: Yeah, that's very cool.
2: Or maybe I live guess... vicariously through you and you can bring them all to me.
1: Yeah, I could definitely collect some for you. Thank you. And you could send me sort of like monthly updates of your fridge um, and I could be invested that way
2: it's pretty sparse at the moment but you know we're we're getting there
1: you've got to start small
2: um so the vamps tour yeah how how was that
1: oh my god it was so fun probably like the most fun i've ever had in my whole life
2: um sorry you go
1: they're just awesome like the crowds were great um it was mainly kind of like a younger fan base like primarily kind of like female and it was just so fun like I've played a lot of shows where I feel kind of like under like a weird amount of pressure to like be cool or like impress those people at the back whose like arms are folded and it's all like very industry and it kind of
2: just
1: yeah exactly and this tour just kind of felt like the polar opposite of that and it was just so much fun like I kind of felt like no one in the room wanted me to fail everyone was just sort of like excited to be there excited to like discover something new and kind of was like was on your side from the start whereas sometimes you have to like obviously win people over which is fair enough but yeah it was just a real fun experience they have got a really cool friendly fan base and it was
2: really good fun obviously there was a, a small hiccup in the middle of that tour
1: Hell you yeah! To yeah, so we woke up on the day of the Apollo show in London and oh, basically our band band had been broken into and all of our equipment and a couple of our personals were stolen. Um, so yeah, we basically had absolutely nothing, which was awful. Um, I mean, you hear about it happening to bands and I know bands it's happened to, but I guess not to be a cliche, but it's kind of the whole thing. You always think it's not going to happen to you. Um, so yeah, it was really depressing um I feel like you'll know like as a musician it's not like some of us have had like those guitars and a couple of those pedals you know for years and you like save up as a kid and you finally get your jam you get your pedal board how you want it and like even if you try and buy the same thing again it's never like quite the same especially with guitars and stuff so yeah it's definitely kind of a personal thing it
2: felt very personal at the time it's like what you were saying about you never expected to happen to you. Like, I didn't expect it to happen to people I knew. Yeah. And then, and then it happens so much in such a short period of time. And like every time you see that Instagram post, it's like your heart just drops.
1: I know. It's such a it's such an awful feeling. And it was just like, I mean, in some ways we had so much support, like loads of bands were offering to lend us gear and you know companies helping us out fender shout out um but yeah it was like one of those things that the police were kind of really weird about it and didn't really like kind of jump to our rescue so I think yeah we very much relied on like the good nature of like good people around us and yeah the vamps basically lent us their whole back line so did JC Stewart um so we could play that night so yeah it was It was actually, I'm glad we played. I think if we'd have gone home, it would have been a really like bitter note and we would have been like, oh, they've kind of beaten us. But because we did play, even though like I literally had a tuner and like a guitar I'd never played before, it was kind of like, it felt good to like not
2: quit. I was just about to say like the fact that you played those last few shows, like literally kept the show on the road. Like that's insane. I don't don't think I know many other artists who'd be able to do that
1: yeah it was because we were like right let's just play London and then and then we'll go home because there was still two more um and after we played the Apollo we just got like such a buzz and we were like do you know what no we should definitely try and just finish this whole tour um because I've always had a bit of a tour curse like all of my support tours so far I've got like three quarters of the way through and then something's happened like the headline band's been ill or whatever and I've had to like pull off so it's like I really wanted to finish a tour <laughs> so I was like no now it's on me I have to make it work so yeah it was it felt really good once we'd finished it mm.
2: um well I guess just kind of going back to like the writing and stuff we were talking about earlier and the release schedule like you're yeah I guess you're not shy about your influences like talking about your influences how do you approach kind of taking inspiration from different artists but still making it your own And like making it feel like you and sound like you.
1: Yeah, I think I listen to such like a wide range of stuff and I go through phases. I'm still very much a teenager in that respect without being a teenager. But like one week I'll be like obsessed with Green Day and then the next week I'll hate myself for it. So you know what I mean? I go through like these really weird turns. And I think because I'm like constantly still like evolving like a song I wrote last week I'll rewrite this week and it will have like a totally different outlook on and I think that's the kind of thing that keeps it being like a Weezer tribute act or you know what I mean like a Phoebe Bridges spin-off I think there's just so many different influences and I have kind of an odd personality in the in the sense of how I view things and how often I change how I feel about a subject and I think that's very sort of prominent in, in my songs to date, is that my sort of wavering of feelings and like kind of sketchy personality sort of pours over the whole thing and messes it up in a good way.
2: So what's what's the ultimate guilty pleasure? What's the one you don't want to admit?
1: I mean, it's not that bad. Um, it's actually not bad at all. Um, I love Katy Perry so much. Katy Perry I... is, is, to me unbelievable I've watched that documentary about eight times and every time I cry when Russell Brand leaves her I'm literally like in bits that's how much it gets me um I love I love pop music I love a pop chorus um I'm a sucker for that kind of thing um so yeah I definitely wish I'd written I Kissed a Girl and like Hot and Cold like her real first album stuff yeah I remember we were talking about um the driver's license track when it came out and we were like yeah not really fussed about it and then like two days later we were like oh my god it's the best song in the world
2: <laughs> i like I've got this weird this is gonna sound so hipster of me I've got this weird thing about like viral songs that like, where I don't want to yeah. listen to them
1: um of course. something that's a knee-jerk reaction if everyone loves it like there's something in me that's like you're gonna hate it
2: um and then I listen to it and like that yeah. was in my, That was literally in my top five on Spotify raps
1: It's so good
2: I remember, like, tweeting at the start of the year Like, we're all laughing now But wait until this, like, makes an appearance in our Spotify raps Thinking that was a joke Thinking surely I would listen to something mm. Well, five things more than I listen to Driver's License It was number three
1: <laughs> Did you just have it on repeat, though, for, like,
2: days? I must have done I really don't remember listening to it that much Like, I'm sure... Something beat it, but
1: I remember like just having it. Like I, I'd, I'd like go in the shower and like I'd put it on repeat. Just like leave my phone on the sink and like leave it playing, and I'd just sit in the shower for ages and just sing it.
2: That's how like invested I was. I think because it starts and ends with that same piano note, it feels yeah. very repeatable. Like, yeah, maybe that's it intentional. Just- maybe that's like a. Um, subconscious thing like it feels like the beginning uh,
1: yeah, maybe the song never ends it just keeps going round on itself that's how she got us
2: she did it well done
1: you won she won this year
2: she literally did, yeah, so we talked a bit about you kind of like getting into getting into things, but like we're getting into music but like what what did the bit before that look like like what was the kind of journey into this period what did that look like
1: so I guess I kind of had a ton of like little jobs that and I kind of was just a bit of a floater like left school went to like a music college on the Isle of Wight and then sort of was like looking at universities like oh yeah I could go into music at university that sounds fun so I like always knew that like I wanted to and music but I guess I think go, being in like a music education they kind of like not on not intentionally but they do kind of force you down a path that isn't being an artist because obviously being an artist there's so many risks and there's no guarantees. so they kind of very much you know drum that kind of studio engineer and that and that kind of thing into you um so I feel like after I after I've kind of done like the college six form thing I was like, maybe university isn't for me because I don't want to do that that side of music and I don't want to do anything else. So I kind of just wrote songs like on the side and then worked like a ton of little jobs. Never anything like serious. Like, I think I've written like one CV in my life, but like I worked at cafe, like by the beach for ages Um, and then I got five from that job because I kept leaving for gigs like short notice so that's kind of what has happened throughout my whole life like I've written on the side and then just played as many gigs as I could so like as soon as I got anything through I'd just go and I like if they were like no you can't have time off I'd be like well I'm going and that's always how I've been so I've never been that employable unfortunately but still maintained like a little job all, all the time
2: so I guess when things started to get busier, what was the point where you like took the leap? Was there a turning point or what What kind of prompted to be like, right, no more coffee shop, it's party time?
1: Yeah, I think when I met my manager, Matt, um, and there was like, and then I got an agent and stuff like that, I thought as soon as there was like a team of people that were working with me that had like the same vision, I was like, oh, cool, it's more than just, a pipe dream in my head like I've actually convinced like three other people that this is okay and they like <laughs> want to put their name on it. So I think that's the kind of point where I was like, okay, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna have a job. I'm gonna try and like make it work. Um and luckily like my mum was like you can, you know, you don't have to pay rent if you really can't. And I was like, well I actually can't because I've got no money. Um and then eventually she was like, okay, you need to pay rent now. You're like 22 um and you're like
2: get me on tour with the vamps quick
1: yeah I'd be like (laughs) calling Matt up like we need to do some little brand deals like see what we've got see what we can cook up so yeah I think that was kind of the point where I met where I met people in the industry that kind of believed in it and wanted to work on it I was like okay this is what I'm doing now
2: and so uh, going back to when when we met and you just about to head off to South by yeah so a lot of the kind of like tastemakery stuff like was, was I'm guessing like Great Escape and stuff like that was planned for that year. Yeah. Now that we're kind of like two years past that and you've kind of really established yourself, do you go back to that or do you have is that have you done that? Yeah
1: funny, isn't it? Because we sort of like miss this time, like I know a bunch of bands that have kind of just like almost skipped that bit. Do you know what I mean? Because they haven't been able to do it. Um I did play Great Escape like the year before. Um, but it was definitely like that kind of year where I probably should have been at all of these little things. Um, and I guess we've all found like new ways, you know, to to do these things. And yeah, I think it, it, I've had to miss a couple of things that I would have liked to have done. And I guess going back into it, I'm not sure if, you know, that's appropriate anymore, but I'm always up for playing. And I think that's the thing with me. I'm never really fussed where I play. I just want to play. Um, so you could give me like 100 quid to like play on a random farm in Devon and I'd probably do it just because I love it.
2: Well, speaking of, I don't think there's a festival lineup I've seen in 2022 that doesn't have your name on it. <laughs> You're everywhere.
1: I do love a festival. It I is love a bit the of me- They're the best.
2: Um, it is. I don't really have a question attached to that. It's just, like, nuts.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. Again, it's been, like, a few years where, you know, some of these festivals haven't happened. Like, for example, festivals like Truck and Why Not, they kind of got cancelled before the cutoff kind of last year. So that lineup has been sort of rolling around for a few years. So, yeah, it's weird. And, like, in a way, people have, like, developed through the pandemic, but sometimes the poster doesn't change, if you know what I mean because it's kind of rolling over and rolling over. So I think there's going to have to be a few catch-up years of stuff.
2: I'm excited to see you at literally every festival.
1: I'm excited to see you at literally every festival.
2: I'll be at three. You'll be
1: there. You'll be there somewhere, ordering a fosters at the back.
2: Yeah, really. Actually, I'm going to have to do it like through a megaphone now to make sure you it, hear. Yeah. 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 Um, what else is going on in 2022? What's the plan?
1: I'm releasing an album.
2: Sick? is that an exclusive that, do we know that
1: i know that no one's told me not to say anything but i don't know <laughs> i started recording it Well, i recorded the first half of it um last month and this month and then finishing it off in january so yeah i guess i'll be in album territory which is fun because i think that's what you know when you're a kid everyone want you know you listen to albums i remember going to be in like Buying Avril Lavigne and being like, oh my God, this is so cool. So I think EPs are really fun and they're a great way to kind of like do it without 100% doing it. And I think I've needed all of that time, but I'm just really excited to make something like long and obnoxious and just, you know, really spend loads of time thinking about it all.
2: So is it long and obnoxious or does this, does like an album and like a longer format give you? Like license to explore. Like, so one of my favorite songs of yours is "You Never Look So Cool."
1: Does yeah,
2: give you a chance to explore more of that kind of softer side, or are you going balls I, out.
1: I mean, I am going balls out, but there is definitely like a couple of tracks on there that I think you'll be like, "Oh, okay." And I think that's the the beauty of an album is you have the time to play with stuff. And a, an EP's kind of like, "Cool, here's what I am in a little like in a little taster." Um, but yeah, an album is kind of what you want it to be really and i think i've just been having so much fun making it um which i'm happy about because i was really nervous about actually recording it because i had all these expectations of what it was going to be like because i guess i thought about it for like years so it's really fun to be in the process working with like you know cool people and yeah i'm just trying to have fun with it really because you never know what's going to happen or if i'm going to do it again so <laughs> i'm trying to make the most of
2: it I'm looking forward to hearing it.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Do you have a current favourite song? Not necessarily like a single, but just like your favourite.
1: Yeah, I do actually. I have. I think I have two favourites, but yeah, I'm very excited.
2: Amazing. You can tell me about them at the time.
1: Yeah, I will. <laughs>
2: Buzz in. Thank you so much for joining me, Lauren.
1: Cheers, Mikey. Thank you so much.
2: Looking forward to the album and the festivals. And the Fosters.
1: Of course.
2: And all the good stuff.
1: Yeah. I will see you there.
2: See you there.
0: Thanks for listening to the Plant Daddies podcast. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com
1: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about
0: anywhere